Hello and welcome to The Mumologues, the podcast created for mothers by mothers to share stories, encourage each other and create a safe space. Hosted by Melbourne mum, Kate Burgess, a mum with a passion for all things support, empowerment and love for all mothers and their journeys. Today on the show, we'll be chatting to Nikki from Mummy Fit Time. Nikki's a personal trainer and coach who is all about empowering and supporting mothers to be their best, not just physically, but mentally as well. We'll be talking about the effects of social media on modern day parenting, how to reduce your daily stress levels with just a few steps, and the importance of caring for your pelvic floor when getting back to exercising post-baby. I hope you sit down, relax, and enjoy our podcast because it's a really good one today. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Nikki. It is an honest pleasure to have you here. First of all, can you introduce yourself, your little family, and all about what you do? Absolutely. So um, my name is Nikki, and I'm um, my business is Mummy Fit Time. Um, and a little bit about me. So I'm a mum of uh, two little boys. So I've got a five-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old. We've got two dogs as well. Um, and we live in uh, Jervis Bay, which is on the New South Wales coast. Um, yeah, so I guess that's a little bit about me and what mm. I do. Yeah. Excellent. And how do you like living in Jervis Bay? It's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, we moved here about, oh, it was two, a year and a half ago now. And um, we, we really wanted that sea change and that's definitely what we got. Yeah, beautiful. That's a nice place to go for a sea change. I think everybody needs a sea change. Um, and tell me about your business. Explain it to me. How did it start? What does it mean to you? You know, what what has it grown into? What are your plans for the future? Give me all the, all the details. Sounds great. Okay, so my business is called Mummy Fit Time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am a fit, uh, fitness trainer by background. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been in the fitness industry now for about 17 years, I think. It is. Uh, my business is uh, two years old. Yeah, just turned two, my business has. Um, so what my business is, is I train mums uh, and I take a holistic approach towards training. So I don't just focus on exercise when it comes to working with mums. I focus on um, exercise, nutrition, and then the often um, forgotten pillars towards health, such as stress and and mindset as well, because they are all really important towards your goals. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I chose to work with mums because Mm -hmm. um, prior to uh, becoming a mum myself, I used to own a dance and fitness studio. So I owned that dance and fitness studio for 10 years. And then um, I I was always one of those, um, I guess, women who never had any weight issues. I um, just sort of cruised through through life in regards to my body and mm-hmm. stuff. And then I went through this huge change as I uh, became pregnant. And through mm-hmm. my first pregnancy, I put on 30 kilos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very naive in thinking that that would just drop off. Yeah. Um, and like, I literally took my size 10 jeans to the hospital <laughs> expecting the, the, them to just fit that on <laughs> after I had the baby because he's out yeah. now. 
<laughs> it didn't happen like that. And that's where um, my journey really began because mm-hmm. I, I then started to explore weight loss um, okay. and trying to move through those concepts of um, getting your baby back, baby body, pre-baby body back. And I say that in italics because it's something that I absolutely hate. Yes. I really, my life passion now is emphasising with mums that Mm -hmm. it's not about getting your pre-baby body back. It's Mm -hmm. about getting your body to a point where you are comfortable, you are happy, you feel powerful within Mm -hmm. your body that you have. Your body has never gone anywhere. It's just Mm -hmm. changed and grown a human. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm all about empowering mums now. And that's why I wanted to work with mums now that I've developed Mummy Fit Time, mm-hmm. that's why I choose to work specifically with mums because yep. I really want to help mums through those transition years of um, from having a baby through to, um, I guess, beyond. I work yep. a lot with mums with young children mm-hmm. simply because that can be such a trying time. I do understand that time now mm-hmm. and I've got a much better understanding of the things that mums actually face. Um, yeah. and the, the juggles that you face as a mum. Yeah. You can't do what you used to do before you had a baby. You can't just go to the gym mm. and train for, I don't know, 20 hours a week or something ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's impossible. It is, it is. Yeah, yeah, time is so so precious when you're a mum all of a sudden. You know, the, the few minutes that you get to yourself, it's, it's hard, you know. You have to take into account getting to the gym and, you know, having someone look after the baby if you can't take baby with you yes. to gym and then, you know, coming home and all of a sudden even a half an hour workout is, you know, an hour plus and finding that time in a day is massive. It's a massive struggle. And I struggle yeah. with that with, like, just in myself um, yeah. with uh, getting my boys and trying to train as well. And that was another thing that led me to developing Mummy Fit Time, mm-hmm. which was to be able to train mums online so that mums don't even have to leave the house. Yeah, I've got some mums that I work with who have got young children. They feel mm-hmm. very busy and all mm-hmm. they can spare is 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I just help them to find 10 minutes in their day and I help them to come up with some exercises that are going to be really impactful for that 10 minutes that they've got. And that's good enough. When you've got that's a young amazing. child, if you yeah. can have 10 minutes, that's better than zero minutes in terms of movement. Absolutely. So explain to me a bit more about how the online stuff works. How is that, you know, run through a website that you organize or how, how do you do it? How does it all work? I've got this really brilliant app that I use. Um, So I create workouts within that app. Yeah. And I create workouts for mums, depending on what it is that they're wanting to work on. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I take a very personalized approach to when I work with mums. So it's not just a cookie cutter program that you Mm -hmm. get given. You are given a personalized program that is going to work with you and your needs, whatever equipment you may or may not have at Mm -hmm. home, what um, your children are like, whether you prefer to follow along to videos or whether you prefer to have a set list of things to do. Mm -hmm. So that's all delivered through an app and you can just go in there and you've got your training program within there. Now we can have a chat about... um, days that you want to do your training and then Mm -hmm. I'll put workouts in on those days Mm -hmm. and then this is the really key thing and I think my point of difference here because then you have the ability to check in when you do your workout 
So I know when you're doing your workouts because I get a notification and in fact, it's actually all um, tied up to my, my smartwatch. So I get it. I get an instant notification (laughs) on my smartwatch and I know you've done your workout. And if I'm not getting those notifications, then then I'm following you up and giving, helping you with that accountability and working through what it might be that might be those barriers towards working with you getting your exercise done. I love that so much. What a fantastic idea. I know that a lot of the time as mums, you sort of have that intention. Yes, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start working out. I want to look after myself. I want to feel better about myself. And you sort of get in one of those moods where you're like, yes, yes, yes. And then as the days go by, it's harder to find that motivation to do it. And you know that once you do it, you'll feel better and you'll feel good and you have that energy and, you know, the endorphin release, but having someone there to sort of check up on you, that's, that's such a great idea. I love that. I think that's brilliant. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I really (laughs) love that idea. I think that's awesome. And in regards to what you were saying before, which is a really big thing for me, is that whole um, social media push to get your baby, you know, your pre-baby body back and, you know, these influencers who, again, uh, you know, oh, look, I'm three weeks postpartum and this is how amazing I look and, you know, you can't even tell I had a baby. I find it very confronting for mums and being obviously a midwife myself, I deal with mums postpartum and I, that I, these are the questions I get, you know, oh, this yeah. person online has, you know, they've already got their body back. What sort of exercise can I be doing? Can I be having shakes? Can I be, you know, and it's quite overwhelming when it shouldn't even be on your, you know, your mind at two weeks postpartum. And how do you think mums can kind of navigate that? Like, do you have any tips for mums? Obviously, you know, don't follow those people in particular, (laughs) but you know, what, what, what do you think mums can do to sort of, I don't know, reiterate that that's not what you should be focusing on, I suppose. And I think the first um, tip that I would recommend um, Mm -hmm. is to just be conscious that every single woman a woman is different mm-hmm. so yeah. we don't all have the same body um mm-hmm. and that's what makes us so beautiful as women because yeah. we all have these uh bodies that are so completely different and are going to heal in different ways so mm-hmm. you may have people that will drop the weight quickly and you may be a person that's not dropping the weight quickly mm-hmm. um everybody told me I dropped the weight when I started breastfeeding well that didn't happen mm-hmm. I didn't drop the weight when I was breastfeeding it mm-hmm. stayed there and mm-hmm. I still um, have never lost uh, and gotten back to my pre-baby body weight, but mm-hmm. I actually don't want to because I'm a lot yep. stronger now. Mm-hmm. But my, so I guess my, my biggest piece of advice to mums that are in that those early days is first just be conscious that, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is different yep. um, and that we shouldn't all be um, striving to fit this cookie-cutter image. Mm-hmm. But also to take one day at a time as well. It's taken nine months to -hmm. get your body to where it it was when you Mm -hmm. grew your baby and Mm -hmm. delivering your baby. You can't expect your body to, and I say this now because naive me thought this was completely the opposite (laughs) might be but you can't expect your body to go back to how it was within a two-week period or four-week period Mm -hmm. um, when it's taken nine months to get there Mm -hmm. and one of the big things that I see a lot um, 
from uh, women that are postpartum is mm-hmm. they say, I've had my six-week checkup, mm-hmm. I'm good to go, and they get yeah. back to doing everything. Yeah. Um, so it seems like this six-week checkup is this magic number um, that women strive for, and then as soon as they have that, they think they're good to go. Mm-hmm. Now, your body is still recovering as oh, well. Yeah. You need to remember that you've just gone through a massive thing with your body. Yeah. Um, so regardless of whether you've had a, a C-section or a vaginal birth, mm. your body has gone through this massive change. So it's going to take time to recover and it can take longer than that six weeks. That's that guide when it comes to exercising. Yeah. Around that six-week mark is when you are then getting just beyond the walking stage and you might be exploring some gentle toning or some yeah. gentle um, things like that. Mm-hmm. You're not at a point there where you're going to be starting to lift really heavy weights and you're not going to be able to go jogging. Some women might be able to, mm-hmm. but you've also got to be very conscious of your pelvic floor oh. and the uh, abdominal separation that you might have as well. Yeah. Um, so those are all things that are um, something to be super conscious of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess take that six-week checkup or six-week mark, mm-hmm. take that with a grain of salt and go, yes, I have reached that six weeks, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I should um, be jumping straight back into the gym. Yeah. I think that's, again, that's fantastic advice. And you're right because so many women, you know, who come back for a second baby mm. or, you know, third baby or whatever are then suffering from, uh, you know, things like prolapses and, you know, again, have a separation that happens very, very early on because it was never mended. And some people, you know, don't understand the implications that that can have on the long term and on your health and well-being, and just how detrimental it can be. And you're right, people think that this six weeks is that, oh, that's it. That's my go time. You know, if yeah. I was running, you know, 15 Ks a day, you know, before I fell pregnant, well, I can do that again, you know, starting now. And yeah, yeah I think it's really important to note that. And that sometimes when you're having those six week checkups, it's with, you know, a general GP. Yes. Sometimes they don't have this knowledge and they give you a few of, oh, you're feeling all right. You know, everything's going out. All right, cool. You can go back to, you know, doing your normal things. Yeah. And I suppose, again, it's just about being conscious of your body and under, you know, really listening to how you're feeling. And if something doesn't feel right, then, you know, speaking to someone about it or, you know, whatever it might be and just, yeah. Absolutely. My biggest recommendation to anyone that is returning um, to exercise uh, mm-hmm. postnatally is to see a women's health physio because they um they are trained to be able to check how strong your pelvic floor is they're trained to check for abdominal separation so while you're gp you might get lucky and have a gp that checks Mm. those yeah but um and i think the the tides are turning and gps are looking for those things a little bit more yes but um certainly in my experience and a lot of women that i've spoken to Mm. i've gone did you get that pelvic floor check from your gp Mm. and the gp doesn't check to mm-hmm. the pelvic floor it's a lot of women joke that oh it's okay I'll just um chuck on a pad and I'll be right yes they don't realize that that is actually damaging them further so mm. if you're experiencing urine leakage mm. that could be a sign that you've got a weakened pelvic floor yeah. um, or might be um experiencing other things such as prolapse so do mm. get checked out by a women's health physio because they can give you the correct exercises to get you super strong. Yeah. And that's important for the long term. 
Absolutely. And I think like, um, like uh, pad brands like Libra and things who, you know, oh, one in six women have light bladder leakage and that's fine and this is how you deal with it. But actually, no, a pad isn't dealing with it. No. It, quite the contrary, you know, it's just living with it and you don't have to. Just because it's normal and lots of women experience it doesn't mean that it's not something you should be looking into and looking after yourself for. So yeah. exactly, if you are experiencing these things, look for a specialised women's health, you know, physio who can, you know, support you to feel better and to be able to live a life normally without having to wear a pad every time you want to exercise, you know, or yeah, to cross yeah. your legs every time you, you sneeze like they joke about, you know. You can you can live a better life than that and, you Absolutely. know, it can be fixed. We're very lucky. We live in a day and age where this education and knowledge is out there. Yes. Um, I remember I had a conversation with my mum because I am very pelvic floor passionate and I can talk about pelvic floor health until the cows come home mm-hmm. but I was having a conversation with my mum yeah. and my mum's in her 60s and she said oh I just thought that's how it was after you had kids yes. I'm 37 she's gone through this for 37 years of, I just thought that's how it was yeah so we're very lucky that we live in this day and age where this knowledge is about and we can do something about it Absolutely. And there's a safe space for women to go. You know, there's people who are well educated and can give you the right advice. And you're not just seeing a general physio or a general doctor or anything like that. There are avenues out there that are, you know, specifically, you know, people specifically educated in this domain to, you know, give you everything that you need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love finding someone as passionate about pelvic health as I am because it doesn't happen often. So I love that. We can, we can do another whole podcast series just on pelvic health, I reckon. I think we could. Yeah, I think that'd be excellent. Um, so has, I know that, you know, you, you probably haven't spoken about it yet, but prior to this, you've worked for yourself before as well. So how do you find the difference working from yourself, working for yourself before you had children and working for yourself after you had children? Has that changed? You know, has the dynamic of that changed? Is it different? It's definitely um, different in that previously working for myself, so my previous business, which was Mm -hmm. a dance and fitness studio, Mm-hmm. That was my baby. Um, and I would work like all hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it never, I didn't have anyone else to have to look after, um, yeah. raise or pay attention to or anything like that other than, well, it was a dance studio. So the, other than the 200 other odd students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all those babies. Yes, but, um, yes definitely. As a business owner, mm-hmm. now that I'm a mother, mm-hmm. uh, my focus is now finding that balance. Um, yeah. And it doesn't necessarily need to be this um, uh, perfect uh, box of work-life balance, mm-hmm. but definitely finding the balance so that I feel that I am giving the enough attention to my children and mm-hmm. raising my children the way that I want to raise them yeah. um, and still being able to, to focus on my business. So mm-hmm. finding the, the balance there. Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting because after I had my second son, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had undiagnosed postnatal depression. So yeah. um, I wasn't, coping the best at that point in time yeah and I was having a chat to um a life coach who gave me this fantastic piece of advice mm-hmm. which was if you can only spend 
10 minutes a day because one of my, my fears was I wasn't spending enough time reading to my children. Really, like, that's the teacher in me too. Yeah. Trained. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely showing there. Yeah. <laughs> I speak to my child every day. <laughs> It's not like that in reality. Yeah, exactly right. It's all, all well and good on the yeah in, in the thought process, but you know, exactly. following through not always so easy. Yeah. So that was just one thing adding to my stress of everything yeah. that was going on. And she said, "Look, if you just find a ten-minute chunk per day, just yeah. focus on that, and then that's all you have to do. You don't have to spend hours and hours doing that." Yeah. And I've applied that to my business now. So mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff I do with my business mm-hmm. in chunks of time. That's a so good idea. So our kids are asleep right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. chunk of time. Yeah. Get it pumped out. And so that's, I think, the difference that I have found. Yeah, that's a great idea. And you're right. It's, it's a, the giving a child sort of that undivided attention and just, you know, that 10 minutes to them can mean the world, you know, just reading a couple of stories, having a chat. You know, I know my seven-year-old in particular, he's having some issues at school at the moment. So sometimes it's just coming home and just having that one-on-one chat and a bit of a cuddle, you know, it only takes 10 or 15 minutes, can change their whole day. So I think that's, you know, amazing advice. And it's the same with having a business, you know, because when you're stopping and starting and trying to do everything in little bits and pieces, it's disjointed, you miss things, you get stressed because you feel like you've got, you know, 20 unopened tabs in your brain and nothing's completed. So I think it's a great idea and it can be applied to anybody in anywhere in your life, you know, just to, if you've got tasks to do, just try and finish one thing and just, you know, dedicate 10, 15, 20 minutes to it to just get it done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just small chunks of time. Exactly. Yeah. And delegate. That's another huge thing that I probably do so much better now yeah. that I'm a mum. Mm-hmm. So I can apply that to business and to mum life. But, yeah. yeah, delegating the tasks that either I don't have time to do or I don't want to do because if someone else is doing the tasks that I don't want to do, that means I can apply my time better doing the things that I want to be doing, whether that's working in my business or spending time with my kids and doing things with my kids. I think sometimes as mums, especially a modern day parenting too, where again, you've got that social media influence and you see people and they seem to be doing it all and having it all. Mm -hmm. And sometimes um, that the thought of delegating things makes you feel like you're not, you're failing, you know, because I should be able to do it all and have it all. And, you know, everyone else can, so why can't I, but the impact that can have on you to just, you know, delegate a few tasks or, you know, exactly like you say, if it's something you don't enjoy doing, if it's someone who's willing to do it, great you know like yes spread that time out enjoy the things that you're doing rather than you know dreading 50% of your life because you don't want to do yeah so I think exactly. you don't yeah. need to be a super mum no exactly right it's, being a super mum is being happy and present you know like it's not about having a perfectly clean house and you know the kids having all the you know mod cons and hmm. you know all kids care about is time they just want to spend time with you and be with you you know and yeah I think that 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 makes you a super mum but the whole having to do everything is it's impossible and that is you know I've got no doubt plays a big part in that postnatal depression role because as you say you go crap I'm doing all this other stuff and I'm not reading to my children enough or yeah. you know I haven't played with them enough today or we haven't 
been out and done enough things this week. So I think, yeah, taking that pressure off ourselves as mums is really important that mm-hmm. you don't have to do it all and you just have to just be present in the moment and doing things, you know, when you're doing Absolutely. things, just be there. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's huge just mm. be present yep yeah absolutely and on that do you find yourself I mean obviously you've got a really good system worked out but you do you still find yourself being affected by mum guilt is that something that yeah. you feel you face yeah so how do yeah. you tackle that what what does that look like in your life um that's a really good question so mm. I guess uh, one thing that I am focusing on right now is mm-hmm. um so my eldest son, he starts school next year. Beautiful. So I've got this mum guilt now of like, oh, five years has gone past. It went fast. Yeah. I didn't pay enough attention. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spent enough time with him. Yeah. So I've got that going on now. So I am just taking that quality time that oh. I can at the moment and just spending those pieces of time and using that as quality time taking yep. notice of the the time that I can spend with him now as well yeah so in terms of yeah you're dealing with the mum guilt it absolutely mm. gets me all the time and there's always different things that I feel guilty about yeah um but you you really just you, you can only be you can only do so much you can yes. you can't be everything to everyone yes um and if if we just sort of, I guess, think about mum guilt, I might be going off a little, off on a bit of a, a different track here, but a, a lot of the women that I work with, they mm. feel guilty when they are exercising because they are putting themselves first and they're yes. maybe sitting in front of the TV. Yes. Um, and so they feel guilty that they're, they're spending that mm-hmm. time on themselves. Mm-hmm. But you've also got to think about, I guess, the concept here of, well, what I'm doing right now is mm-hmm. something that needs to be done for my future self and for um, my future family as yeah. well. So oh. all the health benefits, if we put it into an exercise content, yeah, all the, um, the health benefits that I'm going to be getting from doing some exercise right now Yep. My child isn't going to look back in 10 years' time or 20 years' time when they're an adult and go, gee, my mum sat me in front of the TV and <laughs> she worked out. Yeah. She's going to go, my mum looked after her health. What a beautiful role model. I'm exactly. going to look after myself too. Yes. Oh, I, I cannot love that enough. And, you know, something I'm personally battling at the moment as well is that finding I can find time for everybody else easily yeah. but just being able to find the time. But then if I do find the time, being okay with spending it on myself, yes. you know, being yeah. okay with going to the gym and getting out of the house for an hour. You know, I know, you know, knowing that the world isn't going to implode because I'm spending an hour by myself. But yeah. when, you know, I suppose when you have children time, it becomes the greatest commodity that you have. And you're right. You have that feeling where you're like, oh, maybe I should be spending it with the kids instead. Maybe I should be, you know, taking them out for a walk or something like that. But I think, yeah, we need to have that shift and mums need to realize that yeah you can't pour from an empty cup and if you continually give and give and give eventually you will pay the ultimate price for that so yeah yeah. yeah, 
if it's 10 minutes, if it's half an hour, if it's an hour, whatever time you can get in, especially to exercise, to look after yourself, to care mm. for yourself inside and out, you know, the ramifications that's going to have on your whole family is, you know, it's massive and it's really important. And yeah, I think that's, yeah, it's really, really important for mums to realise that taking some time for themselves is, it's not only necessary, it's needed, you know, you need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, mm. Yeah. It, it's it's absolutely okay to yes on yourself. Yeah, and with your whole business, and like you say, you like to have an, a holistic approach to things, which I think is fantastic. When it comes to looking after, you know, a mum's mental health and you know, like nutrition and that whole sort of um, mental side of things, rather than the physical side, yep. what sort of tips do you have for mums to be, you know, looking after themselves mentally and making sure that they're not just physically fit, but mentally fit and you know, happy within themselves not from a, like a weight perspective, but just, a, you know, an inner health sort of perspective? Yeah, that's that's a very, um, I guess, open-ended question because there's yeah. a lot of aspects that I look at and work with, with mum. fantastic. So yeah. I do a lot of, um, I'm very passionate about stress and stress reduction. Beautiful. Um, because a lot of the, the women that I work with, mm-hmm. they come to me with these um, exercise goals or fitness goals that they're mm-hmm. wanting to achieve not realising how um, stress that might be going on in their life is actually affecting the way that they're going to achieve those goals. Um, so I do a lot of work around, um, yes, stress, making mm-hmm. sure that um, the women I work with are getting adequate sleep and good restorative sleep as yes. well. To a point, I mean, mm-hmm. we can't help that our kids are waking up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but what we can do is we can look at ways that we can um, – make sure that we're getting good quality sleep in the mm-hmm. patches of sleep that we can actually obtain. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of mindset work as well with the mums mm-hmm. I work with. So working through different uh, barriers that they may be finding towards achieving their health and fitness goals mm-hmm. um, and um, just working through those barriers and that you mentioned this before, the whole mm-hmm. concept of having all these different tabs open. Yeah. And ways that you can actually work through those tabs, mm-hmm. sift through your priorities, work through what your priorities are mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Another thing too, um, and this might sound a little bit controversial, but something that I'm a little bit passionate about when it comes to self-care is mm-hmm. that self-care does not need to be sitting in a bubble bath with a, a book or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's not that image that we're trying to get with self-care. Yes, could be something as simple as having a cup of tea and just taking one minute to yourself. Yes. Self-care might be just taking one minute to um, focus on your breathing, which mm. is going to lower your heart rate and lower your mm-hmm. stress levels as well, yeah. um, which uh, is huge in self-care in terms of your mental health as well mm-hmm. as physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, or self-care might be going and getting haircuts or yes. <laughs> going yeah. and having a drink with your friends or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so self, I guess where I'm going with that little um, uh, rant there is oh. that um, self-care, you don't need to conform to, um, yes. I'm going to get instagram here, hashtag mm. self-care. Look at yes. You can do whatever you want to do for self-care yes. that is going to make you feel good about yourself. Absolutely. And I think um, mindfulness comes into that as well, of course, you know, like if you are going to take a minute to drink a cup of tea, you know, just 
enjoying that minute. Again, being present and just for what it is, the silence or whatever it is, you know, just a nice hot cup of tea or, you know, it can be as simple as just walking out to the letterbox and just, you know, getting fresh air where there's no one around you, there's no one touching you, you don't have to think for a second and just, you know, you know, 10 really deep breaths or whatever it might be, but just, yeah, exactly. And, you know, a lot of the time that's exactly how it is or mums go and have a bubble bath with a glass of wine or they go and get a massage or whatever it might be. But self-care doesn't have to be such a a big deal, you know, that's so when you're looking at it like that, it becomes hard to obtain, you yeah. know, it's not always something that you can do every day. Whereas, you know, having 10 minutes to yourself or, you know, reading a few pages of a book or whatever it might be, that's, that's much easier to obtain and can still have a really positive impact on your day and on your life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As a mum, obviously, you know, we've spoken about, you know, dedicating time, but is there anything in particular that you're working on at the moment? You spoke about obviously your son going to school next year, so making sure that you're spending the time with him. But other than that, are there, you know, things that you're working on, you know, as a parent, as a mother? Um, I, I guess the, the other thing that mm-hmm. um, as well as spending as much quality time that I can have with my mm-hmm. kids is I mentioned this earlier, but just working through balance and making sure that as a Mm mum, I'm feeling balanced. Mm -hmm. So if I find myself getting to a point where I'm shouting at my kids, which usually for me is um, if I'm at the shouting point, it's because I'm stressed. Um, And that's my, um, yeah, that's what I do. So if I'm finding myself getting to that point where I'm reacting to my kids at the slightest mm-hmm. thing that they may do, then I need mm-hmm. to, what I am trying to do for myself at the moment, mm-hmm. is take that step back mm-hmm. and just recognise the situation for what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm stressed and therefore this is the way I'm reacting, but mm-hmm. I, do, I choose not to react that way. Okay. Take a couple of deep, deep breaths and just mm-hmm. try to change the um I'm trying to, I'm going to say mental path. I don't know if that's the correct word, but try to change my thinking around what in that particular moment so that um, I can refocus. Absolutely. I think it was, um, this is, this is a weird tangent, but I think it was like, there was a, how I met your mother episode and it was like the chain of yelling. And it's like, you know, when you're stressed and someone yells at you and then, you know, you sort of take that on. And I think that that definitely comes into it. It might not be that someone's physically yelling at you, but if you've got that, oh, I've got work stress and I've got, you know, business stress and Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of washing to do and the house is messy and you're right. unfortunately the people who tend to get that are the children because they're you know then all of a sudden if they make a screech or they start arguing it's kind of that point where you you snap I suppose yeah yeah Yeah. so in regards to that obviously you talk a lot about stress management which I think is super important and is very overlooked with mums if you had to give sort of one sort of basic overall tip in regards to mums and minimizing their stress or how they could handle that point where, you know, they sort of hit that peak stress. Do you have sort of one piece of advice that, you know, that you could give to mums that they could tackle that stress? How do they sort of handle it when they feel that, you know, build up of stress in their lives? I think the very first point of call Mm -hmm. um, when, and this is, I guess, when you're in that moment of stress is to just stop and take some deep breaths 
Yes. Just really just stop, focus on your breathing um, mm-hmm. and the, the deep di- diaphragmatic, mm-hmm. I, the correct word. <laughs> I think you've totally got it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deep breath all the way down to your belly and yeah. um, out. And you don't need to sit there and do like a 30-minute meditation, mm. just 30 seconds of breathing or one minute of just deep breathing yeah. is enough to just trigger you out of that um, stress state yes. um, and, yeah, move you more into a relaxed, calm state. Mm-hmm. That would be my number one tip. Yep. And just imagine if we were doing that, like focusing mm-hmm. on our breathing, mm-hmm. a five to eight times a day Mm. we'd probably be in a much calmer state throughout our day yeah that's something I need to practice for myself I was just going to say you're saying it out loud I'm like I really need to do that yeah (laughs) (laughs) especially coming into Christmas and the crazy season yeah all of that tends to amplify I suppose because you tend to have that again what you, your normal day-to-day balance and then you're teaming that with Christmas and I have to see this person and this person and we have to buy presents for this person and this person and then there's sort of that financial strain and that you know time constraint again and you yeah. know and then when that's all sitting in the back of your head it's easy to just get stressed about everything so I think yeah you're right you know five eight ten times a day to just sit and take some deep breaths and you know restart I suppose yeah. is yeah it's a, I love that it's a really good idea and yeah something I'm going to consciously try and do in my days I could really use that <laughs> and I need to practice it more <laughs> yeah and it sounds like a simple thing yeah really. okay yeah great but it's it's actually not a simple thing it is something you need to be conscious about yeah yeah you need to con- you need to be conscious about it but it's something that everybody can do yes everybody knows how to do it yeah ready to practice it yeah it's just yeah you know how to do it you just have to consciously pay attention to your breath because if you've got those short breaths but Mm -hmm. breaths then that tends to that's your stress absolutely so when you're in a calm relaxed state that's when you're having your deep belly breaths yeah exactly right and I think too what you said before just you know then finding out what those triggers are. What is it that is making you stressed? You know, is it really the kids arguing or is it the fact that you've got 17 loads of washing to fold or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, and figuring that out and then going, okay, well, you know, I can deal with that. Yeah, yeah. And then we can move on and we can do something else. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's really important and exactly everybody can do it. There's no reason that you can't do that and the impact it can have is is really good. So, excellent. Um, and just in general, in your general day-to-day life, not including business or anything like that, what tips do you have for new mums? Do you have sort of one tip that you'd like to give mums? Do you have, yes, a couple of things? Like what what do you think that all new mums should know? Um, my biggest tip is to just take one day at a time yeah. um, and to understand that every day is not going to be the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, yeah, when you've got a, a very newborn bub because you might just get them sleeping and um, you might be like, yes, they're yes. through the night. <laughs> and then suddenly it all changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they hear you and they go, not tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So my biggest tip is to just take it one day at a time. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. And like you were saying before, 
all of a sudden they're five and they're about to go to school. Yeah. And yeah. As, I know, it, it, you, <laughs> you really do understand blink and you'll miss it when you've had children. Yeah. Like you understand just how quickly it goes. And, and it doesn't feel like that at the time. No, it doesn't. So when you're like, when it's 3 a.m. and you're yes. going, oh my God, child, sleep. Yes. Sleep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now that I'm not in that phase, I look yeah. back and I'm like, oh, like in the, this, I'm going to steal um, a little tip that Dr. Libby Weaver talked about. Oh, I love Libby Weaver. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> She's my favourite, yes. <laughs> so she um, talks about um, a ruler. And yes. she, so imagine a 30 centimetre school ruler. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, that 30 uh, centimetre school ruler is 30 years of your life. Mm-hmm. Now have a look at the millimetres, okay? Mm-hmm. So each um, millimetre, so you've got one centimetre mm-hmm. that is one year of your life. And mm-hmm. then look at the millimeters. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at that and mm-hmm. the scale, so let's put my child there now. So we'll go to five centimeters, mm-hmm. and then look at the the millimeter, I guess, or the the first centimeter, which is the first year of his life where he was not sleeping, and yeah. I mean, he was still waking when he was three. But yeah. <laughs> regardless, if you look at that compared yeah. to that entire lifespan. Mm-hmm. really such a short period of time and it doesn't it feel like that when you're in the moment no it doesn't but yeah it is it is really little it, it is and it's there's so much to enjoy about the little stage but it is so hard yeah. and it's, I think especially when you're oh no, so I say especially when you're doing it for the first time but then when you're doing it for a second or third time and you've got other little people to worry about as well yeah. so there's always just that you know those pulls and you know but it is it's hard. And like you say, at three o'clock in the morning, you feel like the only person in the world awake. Yes. <laughs> and that darkness is, it's thick and it's heavy and it's, yeah, you feel like you're going to be in that moment forever. And yeah, and I, yeah, I promise you to all the new mums who are listening, all of a sudden it's just, it's better, you know? And even if they're not sleeping better when they're a little bit older, I, I have three shockers. <laughs> The seven-year-old sleeps better now. The four-year-old will still come into bed with us maybe once or twice a week in the middle of the night. And the one-year-old is shocking. But now being my third as well, I'm just kind of embracing it because I know it will get better. And I know that the little nighttime cuddles are really special. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to enjoy the, the little things as much as sometimes it's really hard and overwhelming. But, yeah, you really do blink and then they're at school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not sure where my tiny baby went. I know, exactly. (laughs) And I still sometimes look at photos and videos and I go, I don't even, I feel like I don't even remember that. Like it, you know, did they really do that? Did they really say that? Like it just feels like an eternity ago. It does. Yeah. 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 Well, it's been so lovely chatting, like really lovely chatting to you. It's so nice to find someone who you just click with and all you know so many of our views align and I think that's really nice and I would love to if you're happy I'd love to have you back and maybe we can do another show just on like pelvic health because I think that's something that's really important and I think you know we could give a lot of information to mums out there and sort of take that taboo away from it which I think there still is a little bit of so yeah maybe we can organize to do that in the new year because I think that'd be really beneficial I'd love that that would be 
Yeah. Excellent. And in the show notes, we're going to put all of your details. So how we can get in contact with you, your Facebook page, your Instagram page, and you know, how mums can connect with you and your awesome service too, which is amazing. No worries. I hope you enjoyed today's show as much as I enjoyed making it. Talking to Nikki was an absolute pleasure. It just flows so easily and I just genuinely agreed with everything she said. If you could have seen me, you would have just seen me literally nodding along like a bobblehead the entire conversation because everything was just so fantastic. Um, In my show notes, like I said, I'm going to put all of her details for her Facebook, her Instagram and her website and I truly encourage you if you are looking for a personal trainer to hit her up because everything she stands for and everything she does is about supporting and empowering women and there's nothing more important than that. So thank you so much. Be kind to yourself, look after yourself and make sure you're taking a moment of reflection and self-care every day. See you later.